you don't listen to Steezy's Trap House, you suck. I tell a lot of people, like, being a musician is weird because sometimes you feel like some of the things that you do, like, musically and things, like, aren't you. Like, it's just, like, outside, something outside of you is, like, using you as a vessel or something, like, almost, like, whether it's, like, God or the universe or something. So when I'm on stage, like, it's fun because it's, like, I get to be myself, but it's, like, I also get to be, like, a different version of myself. So, like, I really enjoy being out there and, like, just making people, like, not only make them laugh, but just, like, they're, like, oh, okay, cool. Like, they're, like, into it. They're intrigued by what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, like, for me, like, it's weird. Like, I was talking to somebody the other day, like, even, like, writing sometimes, like, I won't know how, like, Something may happen, right? Like, God forbid my car could explode or something, right? Not happening. And not happening. Please no. Um, <laughs> and, like, I won't know how I really feel about it until I put it in music. Like, until I write it down, like, that's, like, really my brain, like, processing my emotions. And then I'll be able to read it and be like, oh, that's how I feel about this. Like, I feel that. So it's, like, a lot of times when I'm performing, it's, like, I'm really putting out a side of me that's, like, a, the most purest form of myself. Like, even the fun songs, like, Lemonade and shit, like, it's, like, that's just me, like, trying to have fun as much as I can. You I know what I'm saying? Like, so, so you can have a good time, and, like, now we're having a great time together. We're so happy that you downloaded! Yo, 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 what's going on out there, world? How we doing in shit? Welcome to Steezy's Trap House. This is your boy, Steezy. It is a show, motherfucking number 290. Wow. I did not go for the high note that time. Usually I try for the high note. True that. But uh, got, a little, got a little crazy last night, so I didn't want to, you know. Voice was feeling a little rough this morning. Didn't want to attempt that. I've definitely had some bad high notes in the past, and, uh, you know, people have made me feel bad about it. I don't want to do it anymore. If people don't appreciate my bad high note hitting, you know, if you guys don't want to hear this bad high note hitting, I'm not going to do it. The shriek. I give and I taketh away. This is what it is. I know it's what the people want. Anyways, it is your boy, Steezy. It is show on show number 290. Excuse me. I don't know how to speak, apparently. This is a beautiful Sunday afternoon in Orlando. I'm spending it inside my house in the AC, not outside. <laughs> and it was some nice weather today. Yeah, I, uh, I've seen. I've seen from my window. Yeah, for- <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck playing Death Stranding right now, man. Oh, man, I'm playing that too. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. We're going to talk about this in a second then. I have with me a guest as always. I wouldn't be doing this without a esteemed guest of mine you don't just talk to yourself sometimes i do actually (laughs) there is one episode where i did talk to myself for a long time and uh (laughs) it's actually the most downloaded episode oh but it was a rant it was like a rant okay yeah yeah i was uh i was railing against uh supporter clubs and violence in supporter clubs like soccer supporter clubs oh true that yeah it was some shit some shit. Long time ago. Definitely. Days of the past. Anyways, there is an esteemed guest in the trap house for the first time on a trap house microphone. We got man Jay Taylor and this bitch. Yeah, for real. First yeah. time. I mean, I didn't. We've never hung out before either. So no, like I mean first time. Which like, is weird because we've always known the same people. Yeah, it's been mutual for like 
a long time. A while, yeah. But I mean, we see each other around. Yes, indeed. Yeah, like for sure. a long time. Yeah, like definitely. you, I mean, you were around in the native field days. I'm pretty sure too. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't as much like in the milk district area that much. Like, but I was at like body talk a couple times. You know, just shit like that around that area. No. I feel like I saw you at the uh at the Cosmic Mansion though back in the day. Also. Oh, I mean. That's what I meant, yeah. <laughs> if that's the case, then I don't even know. Possibly, like, a long time ago. Cause yeah. Because I did have, like, a couple ties through there that, like... Because I didn't really, like... Was the Cosmic Mansion the one out by UCF? Yes. Oh, The shit. one that Eric and Alan and Diego all lived in. No, because I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of Ashton's house. Ashton Dohaney, skateboarder kid. Okay, different house. Yeah, though. definitely different house. But, I mean, I might have been there. Fair I don't enough. Because I hung out with Garrett Mantle a lot, and he definitely took me to a bunch of places where I didn't know anyone. And I definitely know Garrett, and I yeah. definitely saw Garrett at that house for sure. Oh, okay. Multiple so times. Yeah, it probably that. it probably yeah. happened for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Just skaters like skate. I mean, it's a it's a small scene in Orlando, so I feel like all the skaters here. Yeah, for sure. I or mean, people influenced with skateboarding, they all meet everyone's up tied together for sure. As exactly. far as like music and skateboarding. But yeah, speaking of that, please uh, shout out you know your social media where people can find your content, any of that stuff, sir. Uh, J Taylor, nineteen ninety three. I'm pretty sure is my like SoundCloud tag, and then like everything else is about the same thing. You can look up Orange Shade on uh, Spotify and find English and Ice Tape. You can look up. Poison Suede and find Rudo Lynn English and Ice Tape yes. or new single. We have an album coming out soon, probably in like two months. I don't know. We're s- we're still you know we're figuring it out. I mean we're all talking about it all the time. So. Ironing out the kinks. Yes, for sure. It's it's a lot of work. I mean, definitely ironing out the kinks. Yeah, that's what's up. We'll we'll get more a little into that later. Yeah, and you can find us at. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, any of those services. You can download for free, listen for free all the time, as always. Never changes. <laughs> Some free shit, you know? Just take Might the free shit that I'm giving you people. Might as well be free. I'm saying. And you can also leave a five-star review while you're there, especially on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review and a rating because if you don't know already, that shit helps more than you know. It helps the algorithm if you will i like to explain this shit because people don't people don't understand like i i just like you have to do this shit sadly i don't want to be that person saying this shit but you have to fucking do it we could talk about this all day i'm always talking about this shit. see and it it hurts me because i think you might understand where i'm coming from before i started doing the podcast i was off the grid for like five or four years before that had a flip phone no social media none of that shit yeah and when i talked to a good friend of mine, when I was toying with the idea of having the podcast and doing it, I was like, man, I, this could be something that I, I really feel like I'd like to do, blah, blah, blah. First thing he says, he's like, okay, you're putting out a product on the internet. You realize that mean, that means you have to have an internet presence, right? Yeah, marketing and, like, and shit. God basically. damn it, dude. So it's like, Ever since then, it's just been, you know, I guess as everybody else feels as well, s- sort of a necessary evil. Yeah, I mean, you got to break into the algorithm or you're just going to be, like, washed away very quickly. Yep. Because that shit is... And it's 
And it's like, it's not even on social media for this point. It's like the podcast store. If you guys don't put the fucking five-star review there, nobody's going to see my shit. That's basically what it is. That's what it is. So please, I beg of you, you know, do it if you feel like it. Otherwise, if not, it doesn't really matter. It's it's whatever. I'm going to keep doing this regardless whether you do it or not. So, you know, cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, yeah, you can also support the show with our Amazon link. Find the Amazon link on our website underneath any of the podcast posts. Anytime you use the Amazon link to buy shit on Amazon, it kick us a little bit of money back from your purchase. Doesn't cost you anything extra whatsoever. You still buy the exact same shit you're going to buy for the exact same price, and I get a little bit of money. So it's a win-win for everybody. Know what I'm saying? True that. I'm, say- I'm saying it's yeah. not a bad deal. Couple so, outlets. Yeah, just feel free to go to that link, the Amazon link underneath any of the podcast episodes on the website, and bookmark that motherfucker right in your browser, and then just click on that shit anytime you go to Amazon. You supporting without even thinking about it at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, for real. I'm saying. You can also get a T-shirt on a represent site, represent.com/store/sthshow. Get a blouse if you feel the need to. You know, get a blouse with a big old stupid trap house logo on it you know some people might feel the need to do that uh probably not gonna be me but you know do do whatever you feel is necessary and also you can follow us on our evil social medias twitter at steezy trap house instagram at sth show like the facebook page join the facebook group and if you have any questions you want to send to the show feel free to email them over steezy's trap house at gmail.com and last but not least, you can send me a request for one free sticker. I just got a new fucking batch of stickers because I've been running low and I've been hoarding them to myself because I didn't want to run them out completely. But got a fresh new batch. So I know I've said this the past few episodes. I am sending orders out in the morning. People that have been waiting for maybe a month or four. So, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> The number of months that they've been waiting doesn't matter. I'm going to hook you guys up with, like, a good number of stickers. They're they're not going to get the one sticker. They'll get, like, 10 or 40. The whole pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I have some uh, some potentially angry people. I may have had a couple angry DMs already. I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Where's my sticker? It's a free sticker. Like, come <laughs> on, you know? You're getting it for free. Come on. It's, it's my postage. I'm paying for the sticker. Come on. Cut me some slack here, people. No, seriously. I love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> but, with, yeah, that is up it for the plugs. Fuck yes, I'm done with that shit. Now, back to Death Stranding, because I'm, I'm not ready to get off of that. Yeah, I feel that. Okay, what difficulty are you playing on right now? Just normal. I fucked up. What, you, you put I, it on hard? Oh, yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. So, I feel like when everybody else just took off, probably at the start of the game. Yeah. I just struggled for <laughs> like for a, a good while. When did you buy it? I bought it I think a couple days after it came out, but I don't have a bunch of time to play every day. Mm-hmm. So, I've probably have only got to play maybe ish like an hour or two, 3 or 4 days out of the week so far. Yeah, I was just asking because I feel like as like the time goes on, like you're like online, right? Yes. Like more shit gets built so it just continuously gets easier. It's weird. Yes. As like if you're gonna buy the game, like 
a couple weeks down the line, I feel like the game's just going to be a breeze or something. Dude, I know. Like, my God, that shit was so fucking hard. Well, okay, so it was as hard for you as it was for me then at the start? Uh, I mean, I just didn't understand it. I was like, okay, so I'm literally just an Amazon delivery driver. Like, <laughs> yes! I'm just fucking delivering packs right now. Yes. And then it, it, like, started to pick up a little bit, and I was like, okay. It's it's getting a little better. See, and I was I was in on the storyline at least from the start. Like the storyline was engaging. I was like, okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The okay, line. this is good. But it's like, yeah, that those first gameplay mechanics of just like, okay, I'm literally, fucking, man. I got called the fuck out last night. Actually, a couple friends of mine came over. There's a couple that I know, and my other friend, he was uh, very engaged. He was asking all kinds of questions about the game and the mechanics and all that. Mm. And as she's listening to us talk about this she just goes you guys realize you're talking about a video game where you fucking carry around cargo and you guys are hyped about this shit you guys are the biggest nerds ever no and i was like come on it it God. it's just the, it seems like that and then it just gets better and better i feel like as if you're just like walking in and seeing what you're playing you're like what the fuck is going on like you literally have to know the storyline I, I agree yeah. i agree because at the start i'm not gonna lie I was doubting it as well. Yeah. I was I was like, dude, what the fuck am I doing playing this game? I just spent $60 on this shit. Yeah, because all the reviews were saying like, oh, because you only got to play like the beginning of it. So I was just like, when I got it too, I was like, what the fuck? Well, the thing that sold me, it's like Hideo, you know? Like, yeah, I know. It's he's, a classic. He's the fucking man. Yeah, for sure. So that's why I was like, all right, I'm all in on this. And, and then, then I started playing, and I was like, okay, what the fuck is happening here? And then the storyline had to be good because they had all those fucking actors in it and shit. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's a given. But I'm still not very far. Uh, it only just started getting easier for me. Oh, so. true that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, as you go on, like, because the people build bridges and all that shit and like highways and shit. So yep. then it's like, all right, here to here in like two minutes. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. So it gets a little crazy. Wait, what chapter are you on? How far are you? Chapter four. Oh God damn. Yeah. I'm still on three. So yeah. Well, I mean, you're like, I literally just got to chapter four. I only just got to chapter three. Oh, okay. So you <laughs> just got to like the other world thing. Yeah. Right? I just, yeah. I just got the fucking time fall shelter. Which I've been waiting for oh, forever. Oh yeah, that shit. I've just been breezing. I don't know, man. Like I just. Well, I haven't used one yet, but that's literally where I'm at in the game right now. Is that that just was unlocked for me? Yeah. No. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. My gameplay strategy is just like sprint through it. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> like I can't sneak around. Hell with those yeah, fucking dude. Things, bro. It's, okay, see, and that's the weird thing. Which uh, I I find about myself, I never played the Metal Gear Solid games, mm -hmm. which for people at home who don't know, the creator of this game that I mentioned earlier, Hideo Kojima, he's the guy who made the Metal Gear Solid games as well, which any video game nerd knows are crazy classics. I cannot fucking play those games for the life of me because uh, it's stealth, espionage, like action shit, and I never had patience for it, and I'd fuck everything up. Did you ever play Splinter Cell too? No. Oh yeah, that <laughs> and, was like the And my dad like my dad had SOCOM and I fucked that shit up too, man. <laughs> That's why I knew I couldn't play Splinter Cell cuz I yeah. played I played SOCOM with my dad and I was like if I can't do this, I definitely can't do Splinter Cell. Definitely. I feel you. Were you a big Splinter Cell dude? I played like cuz PS2, like I was a big PS2 and then like Props. It was like Resident Evil 4. Props Splinter to the PS2 Cell. love. PS2 love. Yeah, for real. I didn't have an Xbox. The homies had the Xbox. Nope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, so did you get smashed on Halo whenever you would go over to play with them? Yeah, but I had Halo on PC. 
Oh, so oh, oh, okay. That was so. like the randomest thing ever. For some reason, I had Halo on PC because I didn't have the other PC games. I had were like fucking Harry Potter and like kids games. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Straight CD-ROM type yeah, shit. Yeah, CD-ROM <laughs> shit, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, PS2, Resident Evil 4. Uh, I never really played Metal Gear Solid too much. I played that like when I got older. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I still have not played through Metal Gear Solid, but I will say right now that I am actually being a bitch and I'm watching through all of the cutscenes oh, on YouTube. Like the movie <laughs> compilation <laughs> things. Yeah. I did that for Kingdom Hearts before I started playing the new one. Just to like get a recap and then I was like, All right, I can't watch this shit anymore. I feel that. I definitely yeah. feel yeah, I reached that point where I was just like what through uh halfway through Metal Gear Solid where I was like, I gotta take a break from this. Yeah, this I gotta come video back. game movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, wow, I'm really actually watching this video game movie right yeah, now. Right. This is uh this is my life. <laughs> People at home are just like, What the fuck? Yeah, you gotta <laughs> take time, you know, you gotta admire art from a different perspective. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And Death Stranding is quite engaging, I must say. Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, the gameplay and stuff, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's not bad. Some people are giving it a bad rep, but I feel like now all the reviews are, like, good, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And I see what the end result was supposed to be, because everybody, like, as we're talking about this, everybody's going to start that game the same way, not knowing what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And wondering why they suck at everything they do. And then it's going to get way easier. And then you're going to be like, oh, okay, this is the point of this game. All right, I got it. For sure, man. That game is like... God damn, did I suck at the start of that shit. Yeah, I know, right? Dude, I, on Did har- you die at all or no? Uh, Yeah, I died. Uh, I, I died once or twice. I, I died once. <laughs> so you like put the big hole in the ground and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. The void out. Yeah, the yep. void out. Uh-huh. Yeah. I did that. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I don't feel great about it, you know, but it's... uh. It it's, is what it is. You it's know. it's not going away. That is for yeah. sure. We come back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to think about it. You know. <laughs> Did you play Kingdom Hearts three? By the way. Yeah, I played it, but like I was, I don't know. I can already okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Like, good. Compared to one and two, because I don't know if it was because I was younger or what, but one and two were a lot funner, and then three was just like movie. Yeah, pretty like much. The gameplay was like, eh. Lackluster. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it felt like an old Kingdom Hearts ba- game, but there was just like, the cutscenes were so like, drawn out, I feel like. Dude, for know. real. Yeah, no, I'm right there yeah. with you. And honestly, I played it on proud mode the first time through, and I breezed right through that bitch. Oh, wow. It yeah. was not difficult at all. I played it for a good amount, and then my girlfriend just like, basically rolled it out and finished it. So I was like, all right, whatever, you know. Wait, I, so do you I guys, guess. like, tag team games like that? No, that was just, like, a game that, like, that was the whole entire reason we bought the PS4 was because, ah. like... Yeah, we, no, I'm right yeah. there with you, sadly. Like, it was kind of a disappointment. Yeah, basically, yeah, because we'd been, like, we played one and two, like, a long time ago and shit, stuff like that, but no, we don't really tag team video games. Fair enough. She's not much of a gamer, but she likes Kingdom Hearts. Gotcha. I mean, it is Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. At least for those I'm, first two, like... I feel like you know, most people played it when they were younger, I, I would assume. Hell yes. Yeah, I don't know. Those those are right around my Ape Escape days as well. Ape Escape, that's a classic. Oh, <laughs> man. Monkey ball. Dude. I was, oh, man. I got, um, 
if you want something to make people really wonder about you, just play Katamari. And then oh, that'll that's a classic too. <laughs> love oh, Katamari. You can't you can't wonder after seeing Katamari. That's what I'm it's saying. It's a beautiful like, game. People are just weird about this shit. And I'm like, no, it's such a simple concept. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun too. It's yeah, man. Especially cool. especially when you're uh, you're trying to top your biggest ball, your biggest sphere. It it gets too ex- at a certain point. Once you get too big, it's like, oh my god, <laughs> they're <laughs> like not you even gotta get sp- the perfect angle and stuff. They're not spherical anymore. Yeah. Do you do you have a switch or anything, or is it just PS4? No, I need a switch, man. This Are you is like a Nintendo guy at all, or not really? But I wish that I kind of more was. I guess I don't know. I'm like not even a hardcore gamer or anything. Like I don't like PC game or like play like league and like other stuff like that like wow neither am i stuff like that yeah i've always just like on the occasion hop on there you know play a little bit the only one that i kind of and i guess it's not really still at the the heights of like league or anything the only one that i got into kind of like that was diablo 3 when it came out see i was thinking about getting diablo just to see what's up with it too because i'd never really like that and like i never was into like fortnite or any of those like big no battle royale games no Uh, diablo was a good time and i see how it's very addictive and all that shit but i realized at the end of the day I have much better things to yeah, do in my be- life than do that. Better ways to spend your time. Yeah, that, that no, no. Yeah, for sure. Because I remember, like, going over to my friend's house back in the day and playing, like, Civilization. You remember that game? Dude, okay, like, now. Build a city. And okay, fucking... now, don't, don't, don't talk bad about Civilization now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that shit is, it's such a huge waste of time. It yeah, really <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that fucking game. But it's like. It's literally in the... They make fun of it. The game itself makes fun of it with the, that quote they always say, like, what, one more turn or whatever? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's like that phrase. It's like, oh, just one more turn. Yeah. And one more turn turns into, like, A four more city. hours. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> On the fucking computer. Yeah, for real. Oh, man. Yeah, th- those were bad days. Yeah, well, I remember the friend with the PC games. That's for sure. I used to have a friend that actually... Because I grew up not being able to use, like, the internet or anything like that or have a MySpace or anything along those lines. As far as, like, parental control? Yes. Oh, true that, yeah. So I would go over to my friend's house where I would smoke weed with him and his older brother uh-huh. and uh, get on the computer over there because they had... It was such a weird setup. I don't know. Like, they had two computers. Their family had two computers right next to each other. That's, like, the exact same thing at the gaming kid's house that I would go to. See? This is... Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Like, who does this? Like, in the living room, too. Yes! I was like, what the fuck is going on? But I'd take advantage of it. Definitely. And I'd get to go over there, and I'd get to look at my stupid little 14-year-old MySpace while my friend next to me played... uh, What the fuck was he playing? Oh, wow. Yeah, while he's playing WoW. Wow, yeah. I remember one of the other kids played WoW. So I've never played WoW before, but that was like my first introduction to that world. And I was like, wow, this is a thing. Yeah, like online gaming, basically. Oh, yeah. I was never... Like, the only thing I played online was Halo PC. And that was like... Gotcha. Very rarely. I used to play like first Modern Warfare back in the day online. Yeah, I'd play that... Like, because after... Basically, after the PS2, I didn't really, I, like, stopped gaming, like, altogether until, like, basically a year ago, I'd say. Gotcha. When Kingdom Hearts came out and I bought the PS4, like, that was when I 
picked up gaming again, basically. Wait, do you have a Switch? Yeah, I have a Switch. Uh, do you love it? It's, For its use? It's it's cool and it's portable, but as far as, like, I don't know, man, like, gaming and stuff, like, it's, it the battery doesn't last as long as I thought it would. But, I mean, that's with anything over time. You know, gotcha. the battery goes out. Oh, yeah. And, like, the new one's battery is supposed to last a long-ass time. It's, like, the same price. So it's, it, like, they just waited for a second to test I haven't it, used, like, the portable function of any one of them. Mm-hmm. The only time I've ever uh, played with one is just somebody bringing it over and, and then like hooking it up TV. to the TV. Yeah. And I guess the only couple of games I really played on it were... I haven't even played the new Smash. I just played a lot of Mario Party. Yeah, see, that's basically what I use it for, too. It's, like, when people are over. Well, when they used to be over before we moved out, but... Gotcha. Yeah, just, like, playing Mario Party or Smash or... That's about it, actually. Which is a weird thing to me, because you can mention Mario Party, and because it's such a well-known name, everybody's always about it. But I'm like, yo, we should play this game called Little Big Planet, and nobody's like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Everybody's like, nah, fuck that shit. I don't even know what that game is. Oh, man, it's like like a four-person game for PlayStation, basically. Oh, really? It's kind of the same-ish idea as, uh, damn, I guess, it's just like a platformer. It's just a four-person platformer that everybody playing at the same time. A bunch of different like mini games or something. Yes, True. and the more people that you you uh, some of the things you can't do unless you have you know a certain amount of people all playing at the same time. Oh, true that. So, so some something, games yeah, like some things you can't pass. Yeah. You can't do anything unless you have three people with you or you have all four. Oh, really? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yes, oh, it gets that. wild. Yeah. It, yes, shenanigans ensue. Sounds a little interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so this has been video game talk. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Anyways, so where are you from originally? I'm from here, Orlando. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, I mean, basically, I was born in New Smyrna, but by the time I was two, I was here. So. Word. Yeah. How do you feel about New Smyrna Beach, by the way? <laughs> it's fine. Okay. I mean, I used to go there a good amount, like, as far as, like, with my family and stuff, because my dad was, like, a big surfer, so we'd go surfing often. We'd go to New Smyrna, or we'd go to Buffoon Beach or whatever, something like that. Damn, what what age did you start surfing at? Uh, I would say, like, fucking, pr- I don't know, whenever my dad started me. I'm sure Damn. he was, like, trying to put me on when I was, like, three or four. Gotcha. You know, like, on some tiny waves or something. Wait, do you still surf? No, I like stepped away. I as far as like athletically, sports and shit like that. No, I, I play <laughs> basketball sometimes, not as much now that my homie moved, but bike riding basically. Okay, I feel yeah, that. Cuz I got into like fixies when I was after I graduated high school. Gotcha. Yeah. That's another obsession all in of its in of itself. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really like I don't get obsessed with things. Like, after I got it, I was just like, okay, this is it. Like, I didn't, like, get, like, some people are like, upgrade, 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 you know what I'm saying? Some people have multiple. Yeah, or, like, basically have multiple parts. Yeah, and you're like, dude, goddamn. Yeah, special parts and shit. It's a lot of money, man. Definitely. It's a lot of money to be investing into a bike, in my opinion, you know, to each zone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. I mean, if you use that bike every single day, yeah, I mean, I get you're it. getting your money's worth but for if sure. You have three bikes, you know, you just exactly. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on, guy. Like, somebody else can ride that thing for sure. Oh, for much cheaper. <laughs> you invite people over and go on group bike rides, maybe. You know, who knows? Whoever Would you, you ever are. get on one of those tandem bikes? 
you know, I think about it, but I, it seems sketch. I don't think I trust another human being enough to do that with me. I feel like since it's like you'd just be pulling someone else's weight, most likely, depending. One of the seats has definitely got a lot more weight. Yes. Pulled. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, now that I I just said that statement, I don't think I'd trust myself with another human being. Honestly, we're being, you know, 100 percent. I don't I don't think I'd trust myself. I'd probably fuck up. Yeah, for real. I mean, do you have to go at the same pace, right? I I don't know. I don't know how that I works. I don't really either. know the mechanics of this. Yeah, neither do I. It's like, yeah, I mean, is everybody really generating more force at the same time? Everybody's attached to the chain? Maybe it's like, you know, those old paddle boats where you both have your legs on one side and one side. Like when you turn mm. this one, then this one turns the same. They all go, yeah, they yeah, all go like together. On the same chain. Interesting. Who knows? There's probably new tandem bike technology. I don't know, man. Yeah. I think tandem bikes need to make... Oh, they should make, like, tandem lime scooters. That would be... <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> really getting into the thick of it now. A co-pilot. Yes. That's dangerous. He can't, he can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Imagine having those downtown. Just what? Wait, what is a co-pilot? Just or just like, oh, yeah, okay, I got you. <laughs> if they had like a lime scooter with like a little sidecar attached to oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, you know? see, that's a little safer. I thought we were thinking like just like a huge long scooter. Oh, well, that's what I was originally oh, thinking. Okay. Yes, that, that's <laughs> definitely what I was thinking originally. That one, <laughs> that one would be a little much, but I think with the with like a sidecar, you know, you could have a good laugh. Yeah, you can take that one in the bike lane. I don't even know. Live a little. Don't those things go pretty fucking fast? I don't know. I've only, I think the only time I've ridden one was in Atlanta. And I haven't done it. Do they have them down here, right? I don't think so yet. Yeah, I, think I don't think they think might they... have them maybe in Miami. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Possibly. I'm speaking out of my ass. Yeah, I got no idea. I haven't even been on the Lime bike, let alone the scooter, so. I haven't been on any of them. I know that, isn't the Lime the one that has the motor in it that, like, helps you? I think so one of them i don't know i don't even know i didn't even know there was another bike rental company honestly i thought there was a couple i don't know maybe i'm wrong i guess that makes sense you know capitalist society so there's probably got to be a couple of them seems like a lucrative business yeah there's some bikes out there you know i'm definitely not riding any of them though (laughs) i heard they're like chunky in the chain like kind of like i don't know not smooth. Not until we've experienced it. You know? Yeah, I know. I won't talk bad on the line bikes. I won't say anything until I've been on one. You know, yeah. someone's got respect for them. Yeah, someone's got to use that shit. That is for sure. Yeah, give us an opinion. I heard I had one friend the other day who actually rode a line bike over here and then forgot to lock it when they left it outside. So I guess if you don't lock it, it just keeps running. Yeah, it keeps so so like within two minutes or no no not within two minutes. It was a little bit. But they came over to do a podcast, and I think right before we were about to start, they got a notification on their phone, and it was like, oh, your ride is still going. And it was like 40 minutes later or some shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, the person had rode like 30, 40 minutes away on the bike. Oh, someone came up and took it. (laughs) Yes, somebody came up and took it. If you find Uh, it unlocked one, you might as well. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not uh, throwing that out there for you people to do, but, you know, it could happen. Yeah, it happens definitely. You know, just be wary up there. I don't know the logistics or how it works, but me either. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I, I would assume that you just get off the bike and it's done. Yeah, definitely. Apparently, right. you have to do a whole fucking thing. A whole, you got to shut down the app. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Uh anyways, 
Well, damn, that's uh, that's crazy because I've always wanted to surf and I've never, like, I grew up in a beach town and mm-hmm. I never got around to start surfing. Yeah, back to that. Completely forgot we got off that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I surfed basically, like, through middle school a lot. My dad would go to the beach often. That would be, like, our thing. Like, go to the beach every, you know, week or two. Or, like, if there's, like, a holiday weekend, he would uh, get us a hotel or some shit at the beach. That's pretty sick. Yeah, that was, like, the given. Damn. So, yeah, we used to go surfing often. And then once I got into high school, I just kind of stopped. Phased I think it's because I was skateboarding more and stuff and, like, getting into a lot of different stuff because it's high school. Yes. You know, shit changes pretty fast. Yes. Yeah, so. I <laughs> you reali- you realize on. life has, like, all this crazy shit to it. Yeah, there's a lot more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not that small world anymore, especially because when I was in high school, that was like the internet kind of super internet when I was actually using it. Gotcha. Yeah. Were you allowed on the internet much as a kid? Uh, I mean, I was, but like I wasn't like on it. I was like an outside kid mostly. I had the couple neighborhood friends that we'd go and chill with all the time, Nicholas and Ray, and... Then my other homie Garrett used to live down the road too. Word. Then he moved. Yeah. We are kind of like part of that last generation of kids that were still outside. Outside. Kids. Yeah. M- uh, the majority of the time over being inside. Yeah. Like waking up and like knocking on your friend's door. Yeah. Like going over to his house. Like, hey, is Ray home? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bike home. Exactly. Yeah. Or go to Nicholas's house and see what's up. I remember the only times back then you'd like go inside would just be like to get something to eat, like take a break, maybe play video games for like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, because it's too fucking hot and then go right back outside for the rest of the day. Play some PS2 for a second at Ray's house. Go back. Get the AC. Go right back outside. Yeah. Play some fucking football or something. I don't know. It was like a different activity every day. Everything was different. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. So what type of music was in the household for you growing up, like being played for you? Uh, Okay, so as far as my dad always had like a big stereo and like big speakers. So it was all about like, you know, like just having surround sound or something like that, like being immersed in it. Like he was always into like that side of things. Kind of audiophile stuff. Yeah, like he was a construction worker too. So he'd like build a lot of things and stuff. Word. Yeah. So that basically brought like a bunch of different stuff on because like it was like always a different cycle like it'd be like bob marley it'd be the beatles you know like just like classics as far as that and then like as we got older music choice like would get different because he'd also base it on 91.5 because he'd play that a lot like Ah. on sunday mornings when we'd sit like if I was at the house, he'd turn the speakers up. Like, he'd wake us up, basically. Like, that was his thing. Like, my dad would wake us up early, like, every morning. You know what I'm saying? To get us to up and do shit, like, around the house. Smart so, man. Yeah, he'd turn on 91.5, and every morning was the reggae channel. So, every Sunday morning, we'd wake up to, like, two hours of reggae. You're so you know right about that. Yeah. D- damn, it's been a minute. Yeah. I used to listen to that shit uh, when I moved to Orlando, actually. Yeah. I haven't thought about that in a long time. They still do it Saturday morning. They still d- yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Every time I go to work, I hear that. Damn, that's so crazy. Yeah. I Wow. I haven't thought about that in a very long time. Yeah. That was like basically, uh, so like, yeah, reggae, psych rock, 
and like a bunch of different stuff i mean that's about it though it wasn't like super like deep taste but a lot of funk a lot of rock a lot of uh reggae word yeah so did you have like a a definitive moment that you remember where you started kind of branching off into your own music exploration yeah i'd say like middle school time or like i don't i don't even know if it was middle school but when my sister was in middle school because she kind of moved my musical taste to like different stuff and like brought in like new things for me like i remember one of the first cds that i like took from her was postal service Ooh, yeah so like you know what i'm saying her taste was like in my opinion like that's good taste like oh yeah like some good old school like if you know if you don't know who postal service is do your research maybe yeah if if you don't like it you don't like it whatever exactly but you know i I would i would potentially say you know look them up it's good music yeah so like i had that like on replay because back then it was cd players you know what i'm saying so when you got an album you were immersed in it you listened front to back that was going to be the other question i was going to ask actually not to interrupt but uh, was your dad playing uh what was he playing on through the the stereo was it CDs or? It was CDs. He had like this, uh, it was either like an 80 or a 60 CD disc changer. Holy yeah, shit. so you'd like rotate the thingy and then it'd go one, two, three. I didn't even know they went that far. Yeah. So <laughs> he had like a, basically that thing stocked up. So he was, really was not fucking around. Yeah. So as like, you know, I say like a couple things like Beatles and shit, but there was a lot of different tastes going on. Gotcha. That was just. Gotcha. I, yeah. Anyways. So yeah. back to your sister. Uh, yeah, so she got me into Postal Service. That was my CD player CD for like a long ass time. And then like that kind of branched me out into newer things. I was, you know, in middle school, MTV used to be good. Like VH1 used to be good. Hell yeah. Like you'd actually find good new music that way. You'd actually find music. Yeah, like it, w- yeah. <laughs> you'd actually find music, yeah. yeah. Not some drama. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like I remember Gorilla's Demon Days also was oh. a rotation CD. Hell yes. So, Death Cab for Cutie, that was when, like, you know, it was, like, indie kind of and switching around. You know, you can tell, like, Postal Service didn't really get me into, like, the electronic aspect. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because they're definitely, like, electronic music. Yes, you would, exactly. People back then wouldn't classify it as that. It, it was just indie. But looking at it now, it's, like, house music, basically. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, it's, like... I don't know. My taste back then was just indie and shit for middle school and then high school branched into everything. That's kind of like when skating would, I I would assume would bring the Lil Wayne era. Yeah. (laughs) Skating basically like around probably, you know, once I was about to go into high school and shit, like that was around that time that we were like listening to Lil Wayne a lot. Cause I remember I used to go to my one friend's house is the most interesting thing like he had like a blind mom so like the sister and stuff would just like and the brother would like do whatever they wanted all the time it was so weird but interesting we, yeah i did you know i i don't know thinking back on it you know what i'm saying but he was like the one that got me into little wayne i remember that because it was like fireman and then after fireman it went to you know the drought the drought oh yeah back, you know, oh back yeah to back just nonstop mixtape destruction. Yeah, Dat Piff. 
you know, that's what shouts to that piff. Dude, seriously, if I know people man. younger people don't understand it, you know, now, that was the lifeblood. Yeah, man. that was where you found everything. <laughs> oh, my Dat God. Piff, and like I didn't really have LimeWire because I remember my computer it fucked up my computer. And my dad like was like, no, nah, not doing that. Yeah, I did yep, that, too. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Fucking up computers. I definitely destroyed a PC. Yeah. I may but. have destroyed two, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, I but I think the second one they were just like we're we're not getting another one. It's we're just <laughs> using it now. Yeah, no more PCs. Uh huh. No more towers. But yeah, then fucking Dat Piff came around, so I was just downloading Mad mixtapes all the time. You know, you're just finding the same Wayne song on another mixtape on another mixtape on another mixtape, but then yes. there's one new song <laughs> that's good. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, man, I forgot about those days. Yeah, like the mixtape would just be a compilation of an album, yep. but then there'd be like two leaked songs or some shit. Yep, oh, yeah. yeah. That was different, man. Definitely finding a lot of shit. Gucci Man, like that was also classic around that time. And then kind of, I feel like as I got older, branched off and like, stopped listening to that kind of rap and then like started getting the like southern like three six mafia project pat and Word. shit like that and like digging through just like eras because that was high school was the time where i started digging because i was making mixtapes for the car ride to school gotcha yeah so like Again, back then, mixtapes were the shit. You had, yes, You had to man. make a good mixtape for the car ride to be nice. You know what Hell I'm saying? Hell yeah. So you had to get a good compilation of 12 songs or however many, you know, maybe you got a huge disc somehow. Yep. But, yeah. And one of the one of the best feelings in the world back then was getting the love from your homie you gave a yeah. mixtape to or from the, the girl you were trying to impress. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember, like, I made a mixtape for my homie for his car. And then, like, some time had gone by, and then some kids started claiming that he made the mixtape. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's literally my handwriting on this shit. Mixtape beef. Yeah, taking my mixtape, bro. It was ridiculous. Dude, It's this is reminding me now. My friend from uh, Pensacola, my hometown, he texted me a few months ago, mm -hmm. and he found... Like his old CD case oh, like with the mixtapes that I'd made for him. And I was like, holy shit, man. I hadn't seen these things in 10, 11 years or some shit. Yeah. Still my handwriting. All, oh, dude. It brought back so many memories. 100%. My sister has like a case with the old, because she drove me to school for like 10th grade. I don't want to say 11th grade, because I think she graduated after that. Yeah, she graduated after. So she drove me to school all the way through 10th grade. So I was making mixtapes like all the time. Trying gotcha. to impress my sister. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel that's what's up though. Yeah. Trying to trying to share the music love back. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Hell Return yes. the favor. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And then like also back to that time, we got more into like conscious rap, I guess. Like, you know, atmosphere, brother Ali and shit yep. like that. That was like an era around tenth grade. Too. Shouts out to Rhyme Sayers. Yeah. That was like that was like my hip hop for a second. I'd always like do a super deep dive, only listen to that. And then just switch to something else. I can relate, man. I can definitely relate. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, you probably, it, it seems like you're along the same vein as myself when you just kind of, when you immerse yourself into music, it's easy to immerse yourself into one thing and then you just kind of have to experience something new after that and hear something new. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm honestly the same way. 
I'll immerse myself into something, and then right after that, within the next breath, I'm like, okay, well, now I need to kind of find what else I can immerse yeah. myself into. I need to switch it up. Already. Yep. Especially, I mean, like, with when I was doing the WPRK show, like, for a while, like, that was, like, you know, like, you get immersed in it, and then next week you have to fucking make a playlist of however many, because I was doing a two-hour slot by myself sometimes, so yep. I, and I was trying to DJ the whole time. So, like, every week, I'd always stress, like, new music every week. You know what I'm saying? So, every week, I'd try and dig for, like, five hours on SoundCloud, you know, and try and find new fucking music. So, it's, like, getting immersed in different shit. And well, how long were you were you DJing before you got hooked up at WPRK? Um, I started DJing... Well, hold on, actually. For a better question, were you DJing or producing music first? I was DJing first because, I mean, I don't know. I was just, like, back to what we were talking about earlier, like, starting shows and shit, like, how Uh we were going to shows off the air. We were talking about that. Um, Basically, like, around 2012 or 2011, which I graduated 2011, like, was an era of where it was, like, you know, like, dance music, like, trap was popping off yes i don't want to say edm because it's not edm like trap is like back then trap was like actually i don't want to say it's all bad now or anything but it's all subjective dude i know exactly what you mean trap was very simple and different back then hell yes super wonky like it is now dude actually listen to it that shit just exploded onto the scene then yeah like 2011 2012 like so in 2011 i think just blaze and bauer came to town and I was like, I don't. My friend was like, because he lived in Jacksonville, and he would come down and hang out sometimes. Jordan Line, I don't know. Um, uh, I think have. I do know him. Yes, he's been tied around for a while too. But he lived in Jacks, so he would come down here and shit. I think it was like summer, so he was on break, and he was down here, and it was just Blaze and Bauer, and he had been into like dance music and trap and shit. And I'd always be like, no, nah, like that's not you know like that's not music blah yes. blah like, i was an <laughs> asshole i was very stubborn so like he convinced me because he was like it's just blaze dude like come on you gotta go it's just blaze because I, I was at that I, show I, like, too yeah okay so like he convinced me by telling me it was just blaze like and i went and i had an amazing time so i was like all right this is i get it this is the shit this is fun yep yeah, <laughs> yeah Good man. fucking time so then after that like Went through like the era of 2012, Firestone, Roxy, you know, like, buddy, yeah, buddy, different times, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, very different times, but yeah, like probably 2012. After doing like the dance music and trap shit for a while, I was like, I can like you know, might as well start DJing because it looks fun. There's a lot of house parties where we're just playing a fucking playlist. So yes. Why not start DJing? Why the fuck not? Yeah, so me and my friend split a controller. We DJed for a while together and like did stuff for a while. Nick Whitney, he's the sound guy at Hey Now. Word. Yeah. Um, we did stuff for a long time. We you know, after like DJing for like a year, we we're like, Why the fuck are we why are we DJing? We're you know, we should be making music. You know what I'm saying? Like always thinking progressively. Yes. Trying to, you know. So then around that time, we started making music together a lot, all the time. Where are you making music on? Ableton. Word. Yeah, so like... How was that, like, that first process of getting used to using that, by the way? 
Um, I mean, since I started, like, I, since I started DJing, you know what I'm saying? I already had, like, a sense of progression and how a song should be built because, you know, after you DJ for a long time, you should be noticing these things and how, like, most songs are built. And Bridges, like, yeah. chorus, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, and, like, yep. certain songs are all built on certain templates and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, since I had a sense of that, it wasn't, like, super, like, super, like, hard to grasp, but it was, it definitely, I was making trash for a while, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but we were in there all the time. Like, Grinding, yeah, yes. Const- if we weren't fucking working on music, then we were DJing, but... That was back then. I don't really do DJing, DJ as much. So, like, back then it was always, like, a 50-50, like, music or DJing. And if you're not doing that, then we're working. I feel that. Yeah. Like, and then if we're not doing that, then we're at a show. Because we, I mean, you know that era. There was a show on Thursday. Yep. There was a show on Saturday. Oh, yeah. And there was possibly a show on, like, fucking, like, Monday or Tuesday. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, and you'd go. It was a magical time, that is for sure. Those were different times, man. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know, man. I don't want to say it's different now or anything, you know, because maybe it was just because I was younger. But being in that scene during that time, that was a good era. Like it we had was. like good people coming through here all the fucking time. It was crazy, man. All the time. Yeah, it is crazy because those people are making a shit ton of money now. They're yes. like the top, top, top guys. Yes. Yeah. We got to see some of these people for like, fucking 15 bucks or some yeah, shit like that super man cheap man super cheap definitely epic days i got to see kendrick actually in those days it is that's last what i'm saying there was good booking yep. like there his was last show like on. that was right before good kid mad city came out True that. so i think i paid like 20 bucks to go see him at firestone i like, probably missed <sighs> that because we were all into that too around that time as far as like i remember when that music video dropped the one where like it's the Dude, like drumlining for a second. Yeah, Rigamortis. Yeah, Rigamortis. Right? Yes, Rigamortis. Yeah. yeah. When that video came out, that was like, what? Who is this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like this is nuts. That this was how crazy. I found out about Kendrick. Actually, yeah. is when Rigamortis came out. Definitely. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, for real. <laughs> that was a good time. Yeah, man, for real. Shouts out to Kendrick. Just absolutely, you know, destroying shit now. I saw him on the damn tour and it made me sad because I was like, you know, it's like it just made me yearn for that old school, close knit, intimate show. For real, the intimate shows are way better. That was also the first time I'd ever been to like an arena show. And it's, you know, like people like ourselves, I feel like, man, like I need to be able to move. Like, seated? Yes. Oh, okay. Damn. Well, that's shitty. Because floor seats were, you know, fucking ridiculous oh okay so absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. ridiculous like price four hundred dollars or some yeah. Shit. yeah oh yeah it's crazy man and just to sit where i was sitting it was like crazy expensive already and i was like okay well whatever i get a good view there's a group of yeah there's a group of friends going with us you know we were all gonna have a good time together and have a night out in tampa so i was like no nah, i'm not gonna be the uh you know yeah the grinch here and not go but i was i was definitely weirded out when i got to my seat and I was like, okay, well, I guess this is my little three by three square box for <laughs> this entire show. Yeah, man, that's like, I can hundred percent feel that because that's what it was like seeing like Bass Nectar in Madison Square Garden. It was like because we were up in the fucking bleeds, but like oh, up high, man. but it was like I have my three feet to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> I feel that shit, man. Yeah. Actually, just saw him again at uh, Hula. That was a good time. I was, you know, we wanted to go, but I don't, I don't want to, you know, it was just too expensive for what it the lineup was this year. It's oh, been yeah, everyone, everything's different. They've definitely changed the shit out of that. Yeah, I mean, last year was the first year that they did like the parking pass or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was like thirty five bucks. Yeah. This year it goes up to like seventy bucks, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Y'all weren't even doing this shit two years ago, and now it's seventy dollars for not just your ticket, seventy dollars on top of that for a car parking pass, man." Yeah, I but, was... But the spirit is right there. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, oh, guys, come on. Why y'all got to do this shit to me? Yeah, because it is worth it. But, yeah, it was too expensive for... Dude, I definitely feel yeah. that. I definitely feel that. For what the line... Because we had seen, like, you know, the lineup was basically who had been there mostly already. Exactly. Than, like, a handful, like, Flying Lotus and Thundercat, which was, I'm sure, was awesome. D- oh, dude. Like, uh, still to this day... I will say I I don't understand because I'll, I'll tell people whenever they go to see Thundercat I'm just like yo you guys I'll let everybody know I'm like just letting sure making sure everybody knows when we get there you know Thundercat will be going the fuck in with some free form jazz and we'll be going absolutely batshit crazy so no one be surprised when that starts happening and of course we get a Thundercat and the group of people I'm with all the girls are just like oh, I thought we were gonna dance uh. like I was like. And I, that's when I usually just like walk away and I just go to Take enjoy, some time to yourself. go to enjoy my music. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I will I will say yeah cuz they play back to back. I will say Fly Low set of the weekend, hands down. Really? Easy. True that. Easy. I believe it though. I was with a friend of mine um and when we left right after the show when we were amidst away away from all of the the main raucous noise, and I could hear him. The only thing he said, he was like, "That was a clinic in sound," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put that. <laughs> that's probably the best statement that could have been said about that." Yeah, I mean, that, didn't he have like the 3D visuals too? Yeah, he had it. Yeah, I saw some videos. It looked nuts. It was a it was a good time to yeah. say the least. Hey, I mean, he didn't do any other shows in Florida, right? Or no, was it just that. No, yeah. it was just that show. Yeah, definitely. I've always said it like for Flying Lotus, like that's a uh, Grateful Dead for me for white people. Like Flying Lotus is my Grateful Dead. I could see that. I will go anywhere I can to see him perform. Yeah, like mine kind of. I feel like my like Grateful Dead person always changes. Every like I had like a bass nectar phase for a while, like around that we, 2012. We all did around that time. Yeah, <laughs> like went to. Fucking Hampton a couple times. Went to. I mean, you went to Madison Square Garden. You were in there, buddy. Yeah, you yeah. were you were going in there. Yeah, so like we we caught him a couple times. Him and Pretty Lights basically were like. The Did you go to Three Sixty also? No, I'd never been to Three Sixty. Okay, me either. Yeah, yeah. Three Sixty looks cool, but it's New Year's. That's a it's whole like a thing, hall. dude. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of. Shit. I'd probably rather be with like family and close friends, like just yeah. chilling, than uh, you know, going out aping. Yeah, dude. Some crazy vibes going on. (laughs) Some weird shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, like, basically, pretty lights and bass nectar for a while. That's a good time. That's a good time, though. Yeah, of course. When pretty lights was still working, that was awesome. Hell yeah. I'm ready for it to come back. Man, those epic sets that I used to see of pretty lights at Bonnaroo. God, 
Damn. Oh, did you go to Bonnaroo? Yeah, I went for like a six-year stretch. Oh, wow. Yeah, I went from 11 to 16 because I was volunteering. Yeah. So I was going for free, basically. True that, first yeah. year, First year, I went GA, and then the next five years, I volunteered. I'm sure it's not that bad. Either. No. Yeah, it's it's chilling, yeah. man. Of course. And instead of being there for four days, I would be there from the Sunday before the festival started. Mm-hmm. to when the festival ended so it was a full-on eight nine days camping for me like vacation that's cool i mean some people don't understand festivals they're fun if you've never been to one think about it yeah man and i will say that too also on top of that if you've never volunteered for anything like that think about it because you know the main draw obviously is your tickets free and yeah. that's that's what i went for originally if the money seems like it's and you really want to go Go for it. Volunteer. You know what I'm saying? And when I went and volunteered the first time, that's when I realized, like, you don't think about all of the man hours and shit that gets put into making these things happen. That's like, a lot of fucking work. People are literally working on constructing these things, un- like, the moment until they let people in the gate. Like, they're doing this on such a crazy time schedule. Everything has to be done in a certain time parameters. So they're literally constructing shit like as people are coming into the festival still. Yeah, for sure. Which is crazy. It's a lot of fucking work. It's a it, I had a much bigger appreciation for festivals after I started volunteering and all that shit. That makes sense though cuz you're getting behind there. Yes. But Pretty Lights used to do these legendary sunrise sets at uh-huh. Rue. I think he did he did like two or three of them. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, them. where he'd start like two or three in the morning and he'd just play till like six or seven. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've like listened to him because <laughs> there was like an era. Just just man. I man. Because it wasn't even a DJ set, you know? It's that's not what it is. We're just we're just going through the whole discography basically. I feel you. So fire. <laughs> so fire. Yeah. I mean if you don't know who Pretty Lights is and you like hip hop, you like, you know, Maybe dip in, look up taking up your precious time, the OG. Yes. That was like the come down CD for 2011. Yes. 2013. <laughs> get, yes. Get home and put that on. <laughs> Mellow the fuck yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So when, uh, so anyway, so back to the, the music though in Ableton. Yeah. So the first, uh, first shit you were making, you said was trash, which we all, Anything you start doing right off the bat is trash. Yeah, the of course. First few podcasts I did, trash. For n- <laughs> more than first few, first good number of podcasts, trash. You gotta have a test run, you know. Exactly. Trial. It's all trial and error, basically. Like for working in Ableton, it's f- as for me, it's trial and error, and then look up stuff, YouTube stories. Yeah, uh, you know, YouTube college. Okay, good, 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 good. This is good. I definitely went to YouTube college. Yeah, (laughs) YouTube college, 100%. It's a real thing, man. Yeah, I never thought about paying for music courses because it never seemed, like, proper for me as far as, like, I wanted to have fun. I didn't want to, like, get too technical with it or upfront. And by the time I had already, like, thought about going to school for it, it was like I'm already so deep in, I'm going to be paying for, like, three courses that I already know everything. Exactly. Yeah. Especially that's the thing I always say about educating yourself on YouTube is because shouts to all the people that, you know, have their, their paid courses and all that shit as well. Mm -hmm. But to be completely honest, if you just want to 
devote six to eight hours of trolling through YouTube videos, you can find the information in that paid course for free. Yeah. For damn sure. You can learn a lot of things, even stuff that's not in that paid course, too. Exactly. Yeah. That was my favorite thing. I taught myself how to podcast through YouTube, mm -hmm. and that was my favorite thing about looking for the one thing that I was trying to find the answer to. And in the four to five hours of trying to find that one answer, you learn I'd learn like eight other things. Yeah, and I'm like, oh shit, well I can do this and do this as well too. Yeah. And I'd finally find the thing that I was trying to find. I'm like, all right, cool. What else am I going to find yeah, now? Now I know all this new stuff too. Exactly. You knock out everything. YouTube college. If you're trying to learn something, you know, look into it. Why you? Definitely. You university? Yeah. You don't have to pay for anything. That's for in my opinion, other than music, buy some music, support your artists. <laughs> you know yeah, saying? exactly. I mean, I, I support the end product. Yeah, support the end product, you know, or buy the video game, buy whatever your art is. You know what I'm saying? Support the artists. Yes, indeed. Of course. Creative support creatives. Yeah, creative support creatives. I feel that for sure. Damn tootin'. Yeah. So the first amount of music that you were making, though, what were you like delving into first? I, would you say? As far as making music, I never like had like a certain because like i i was very like i'm very strict on myself as far as like trying to be like different and shit like as far like you know like djing like i don't use sync button like you know what i'm saying like i'm strict on that like trying not to be like locked into this mode of like making everything super easy for yourself so yes. you have this end product of like you know like if you organized a bunch of samples you know, you're making someone else's song, in my opinion. Yes. But that's that subjective. Fair. It's, yeah. it's a fair point, though. Yeah. You know, that's how. So, like, back then, I'd never really had, like, a specific sound. It was just, like, making beats. And, like, if it sounded cool, it sounded cool. I was going to say, because when I heard your, uh, your set, uh, Chicken and Beer. Yeah. It was just super eclectic all over the place. And I was like, man, this is fucking dope, man. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't want to like get like I'm trying to be the dude at the small stage. Do you know what I'm saying? That because most of the time at the small stage, it's in my opinion, it's most of the time it's better than main stage. Oh hell yes! Unless it's a good festival like Halloween or something. You know hell what I'm yes. saying? You're to curated well. Even then, honestly, when Nectar was headlining, mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that dude, Mark Rebelet. Yes, yeah, he guys. was playing, and I tried to get everybody. I was like, man, I've seen Nectar so many times. I love him. He's always gonna be amazing. Yeah. But this dude is going to be over here absolutely crushing it. Live. He's 100%. so fucking yeah. fire. That know, dude is yeah. so fire. Yeah. I've seen my friend went to see him in Atlanta. And like I've seen his like, does he do like Instagram lives or something? I've seen yeah, like videos he, on YouTube. He does like, shit. yeah, he does like Twitter live and Instagram lives. That's shit like that. I think I've seen him on Twitter before. Yeah. yeah. I think he does both. Yeah. But uh, he definitely does live videos and uh He's he, hilarious, dude. He's so fucking funny, and he's good though too. It's not it's not like a comedic bit or like it's like it is a comedic bit, but at the same time he is good at music. Yes, you know and he saying? knows he's good too. Yeah, That's why course. he can do this shit and <laughs> just say the most ridiculous shit. Yeah. So did you you didn't end up seeing him then? No, I did not get to see him. Sadly. Yeah. That's how it goes, though. I mean, it definitely is how. I mean, and I will say, uh, I had seen a Nectar set a year or two before that. I think last time I'd seen him, mm -hmm. and I was, you know, it was okay. I was like, yeah, that one at Hula this year. It was one of those sets where I was supposed to leave at a certain time, 
during to go to Mark. Yeah. I look at my phone and there's only 15 minutes left of okay. Nectar set. And I, I was like, oh, you shit. You got immersed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, uh, it went there. It yeah. definitely went there. That's cool. Like, I don't I've kind of lost my bass nectar buzz. Like, after, like, I think, like, bass Lana was, like, the last time, like, I had, like, my full thing. Because, like, after that, we hadn't gone to, like, any other curated events. Because the curated events by him are, like... Fire. Yeah. Like, fucking low temp sessions and shit like that. Like, yep. That's, like, what I want to go to now. I want to go to the low temp sessions in Colorado. Because I didn't get... I went to... Base Center, Colorado, but that's not the same as the low temp sessions no. at all. Like that's what I want now. But I kind of got burnt out on him because I don't know. I, my music taste like is always like I'm always I can't get stagnant. Always, I'm always evolving. Trying to, yeah, I'm always trying to listen to some new shit and like you know like I don't know. I, I, s- I think f- I, I think for me, sorry, my bad. I think for me also that the on, one of the only other reasons I was still stuck there was because the girl that I was with at the time was her first nectar show oh, and okay. all this shit. Well, so that makes sense. I understand that. Exactly. 100%. Trust me. There's there was a part of my brain the whole time that was like, dude, we got to go see Mark right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. It happens though, you know. It definitely happens. Yeah. But yeah, after like the base nectar at like that shit, like I'm full events, then you go to like see the festival set, you're like, man, he's just playing a fucking power hour. Yep. Just smashing the fucking hits. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. You know so it's like, do I want a power hour or do I want to go? Do somewhere? I want an experience? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. I'm at this point now too, because I've been doing all of that shit for so long that it's a weird thing when you're at a festival now and you've been doing it for so long and you've seen all this shit for so long mm-hmm. that you kind of find yourself being complacent being there. I, you know, I don't, I, I know I have a weird, I, I have a weird I, dichotomy with this. I'm, I'm with you. There, I got a weird man. back and forth going on with that. Yeah, I, I felt it. Pr- I felt it pretty strongly at Hula this year. Like if you're sometimes you'll catch the vibe and then, you know, sometimes you won't sometimes like and then everyone else will love it and i'll say this i went to rolling loud this year i will never that doesn't see ever go back to that shit it sounds like an aggressive meetup yeah that's how i feel about it i don't want to bash you know hip-hop now and rap now no because i'll say this i still had a good time as the music and as far as like the people around you that surrounded it's just a turn up fest the whole fucking time man sometimes you're trying to chill out yes sometimes you're not trying to it was such it was such a weird difference because they had cuddy headline the whole thing like close out sunday night yeah so there was absolutely no one that sounded like cuddy at all there was no melodic anything or anything along those lines happening so it was straight turn up turn up turn up turn up from friday all through Sunday yeah. until Sunday night when you have Cuddy. And I was like, what? The mellow was... I don't understand. That. <laughs> I mean, like, we could have dealt with a little bit of this, like, strewn about through the whole, you know, the few days. Like, yeah, come on, guys. True that. Oh, and also, any festival that I go to where there's a gun scare, not one, but two gun scares, that's, probably not for me. Yeah, that's a red flag right there. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that one. Yeah, that was my first and last time. Definitely. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, you know, maybe the lineup's really good one year. You never know. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. No, so I've like I've been having those weird feelings about this shit lately. So 
I've just been saying to myself, like, I'm not going to be going to these things in the States anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be saving all my money instead for international travel. To do a, basically have, like, a whole package deal. Yes. See some shit, see, see some, some stuff. See yes, some yes. Yeah. I want to, like, try to do all of my international trips in coinciding with some dope-ass some event. music. Like like going to see Aphex Twin in Manchester, yeah, you know? Yeah, I feel that. Definitely, man. I mean, I always try and... Whenever I'm going anywhere, I look if there's music. Yep. Like, that's a given for me, you know? Always check if there's music if you have some extra money. It's only like 20 bucks half the time. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. See somebody. Get a little culture. Yeah, see what their scene is like, because everybody's scene is different. Like, 100%. Any city is different. If you don't travel much, you don't go out much. Exactly. Yeah. And we were talking about this before we started the show. Man, like, the just the vibe in England going to the Aphex Twin show and then go I went to this drum and bass festival the next day after that in London oh, as well. That's cool. Whoo buddy. <laughs> Whoo. Yeah, that was probably a treat. Whoo buddy. I mean, it's a it was a fucking park, a huge park in downtown London just transformed into this festival with like four huge drum and bass stages, one stage only dedicated to jungle and one stage that just had like grime and dub like like mala type dub was there some liquid too oh yeah there, oh yeah there was liquid that's why i fuck with oh yeah buddy it was all over the place yeah definitely I book feel did a book did like a 90 to 95 jungle set in the jungle oh, stage so like classics some yeah goldie yeah man <laughs> goldie's actually gonna be here next week where at I want to say maybe Iron Cow. I would assume it's either maybe. there or Hainan probably. It's a Torque's 25th. Oh, it's another Torque event? An- yeah. It's like Torque's 25th anniversary, I think, and Metalhead's 30th anniversary. True that. It's either 30 and 25 or 25 and 20, and Goldie's definitely... I'll bring it up right now just to find out. Yeah. The only, yeah. only reason I'm not going is because I'd already bought my ticket for the Boiler Room in Miami. Yeah. If you don't know who Torque is, they've been doing like a drum and bass event in Florida for like... 20-something Yeah, years? it's, it's either 20 time. or 25, yeah. I think it's like one of the longest-running drum, drum and bass events in the States. Yep. I'm pretty sure. And it's so dope to see them still doing that because, like, going to that drum and bass festival in London, it's so huge there because that's mm-hmm. where it came from, you know. Seeing a sold-out twelve or 13,000 drum and bass festival or whatever, you know, that, that shit is, like, shit is dope to see because you don't really get that in the States very much. Not too often, now. So to see Torque doing this for so long and just staying true to the culture is very fire. It's cool because they're bringing people from out of, like when I was working at Hey Now, like, and Torque was, had an event, there was people from England for that. I was like, what the fuck? Yep. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah, that shit was awesome. Okay, where, yes, Iron Cow. Oh, damn. Iron Cow indeed. That's pretty cool. It makes me it makes me sad because I'm gonna go drive to Miami to go see Boiler Room when I could literally just walk five minutes away from my house to to go see Goldie next week. Yeah, you do live right here. Shit, I didn't uh, think about that. Yeah, man. Damn. I saw him here last year actually when he was at Iron Cow. How was that? Was it good? Fire. Did you listen to his new CD? The uh, the one he did with uh, someone else. Yeah. Yes, yes, I did. Is that good? You didn't listen to it? No, nah, I haven't listened to it. It's good. It's a uh, it's more like ambient works as well along with oh, that's cool. with a little fast paced stuff. True that. But even the fast paced stuff is more ambient based. Yeah, it's 
probably pretty chill. I'm sure he's it's older. Good. Yeah. It's well, good. Yeah. That's tight. But, I mean, even with that being said, I mean, the set that I saw him do last year at Iron Cow was fucking filthy. Just <laughs> disgusting bass going on. Like, oh, my God. True that. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, oh, and they let him play, like, an extra hour, too. I feel that. They let him play till like, 3 in the morning. Might as well. And it was just, uh, just you know... Just, just nonsense. Just absolute <laughs> nonsense going on. A good two-hour banger. I mean, he played for three hours. I oh, think. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, because it was originally like a two-hour set. Oh, that's cool. And then they let him play a third hour. Yeah. Good shit. That's why I fuck with Iron Cow. Good booking. I love two-hour sets. You know, that's the real shit. Yes. That's the real deal. Like Seinfeld at Hanau a month or two ago, whenever it oh, was. DJ Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my friend. Nick Whitney, the sound guy, he booked him. Gotcha. Yeah, he's I, trying to bring in new artists to Orlando. I think I may have been partying with that dude, like backstage, potentially. Oh, yeah, probably. He was back there. Okay, that sounds about right. The name is, like, sounding familiar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. If you saw his face, you'd probably know. You've been to Hey Now Enough. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But, yeah, he's doing booking, new booking. He's bringing in some new cool people. And I, don't, the, the I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of them, so I'm not going to. But By all means, yes. There's a lot of cool shit that's about to happen, in my opinion. And the two-hour sets need to be, like, more of a norm, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I think as far as DJing and DJing for a while, because, I mean, when I started, I was just me and my friend. So it'd be like if you open and close the house party. You're playing for six hours. You're playing yep. for five hours. You know what I'm saying? Which, Which is gnarly. Is, yeah, <laughs> but it's fun. You get let they get a you know if you plan your set right, you do the party right, you chill exactly. it out, and then fucking peak hours, it's going off or you know, and then mellow back down again. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, all that shit's different. Yes, most definitely for real. But yeah, for sure. Well, I'm very hyped to see now that the the little teaser has been uh, has been let loose. I'm very hyped to see what's going on then. Yeah, it's it's tasteful in my opinion. He's definitely got because I mean I don't know booking now. There's a lot of good people coming in and stuff like that, but it's very it's kind of scarce in my opinion. We have a lot of reruns. People book the same people because they know it's going to sell. Definitely not like in those years of the early 2010s, man. Well, it, that, that booking was crazy. I don't that know what like the fuck was going on. They, the, they had like block parties and shit going on. I and feel that, like they changed the laws after those years. That shit was happening too like when I first moved to Orlando also. Like when I first got here in 2009, uh, I went from, you know, just going to hardcore shows at the American Legion mm. three to four times a week with all the other little ratty hardcore kids yeah. to seeing like pretty fucking big bands at like the social and shit like that for yeah. 20 bucks, 15 bucks. We definitely had a lot of... Th see, we are a good city for music. We have good... There's people with taste out there. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, for sure. But it's just like... I don't know. Now it's we're not booking as many... Good people. I don't know. That I'm. I'm was got, that's my opinion. Everyone's <laughs> got their own. There's there's good shows that are coming in every now and then. The Plaza has really good booking going on right now. Plaza does have whoever's good booking. doing booking there. Shouts out to you. Unless they do it through separate events, I don't know how Plaza does it, but yeah. Shouts to them. Yeah. Good job, Plaza. Most definitely. Yeah. Plaza, you're cool. Which is also a good <laughs> venue too. It's a really good venue. I love if if I knew that. 
because I'm sure it costs a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? If I knew that it didn't cost a lot of money, I'd try and book there too. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure it's pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised with that one. Yeah, because no. that's a big venue. I don't know how what their cap is, but it's a big one for sure. I was thinking about maybe trying to do a trap house party there, and I was like, yeah, I might have to... I don't what, reel do back the reins on that one. Did you find out the cap of there? I don't. I didn't do any research. I, I just kind of like immediately said, "No, nah, that's a little too big for me." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know. I don't even know the square. F- like, usually a cap depends on. It's too big for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it at that. That's fucking huge. I'm gonna be humble. I'm gonna be the humble guy here and yeah. just say it's it's way 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 too epically large. For yeah, me. I'd rather book a small venue and have it packed than yes. book a big venue and have it look small. Yes. Yeah. Like the three year trap house party this year earlier this January. You know, we did it at the Nook in the Melt District. That's a good spot. And people were spilling out onto the front street and on the back, you know? It's yeah. like, it was great for that. It looks better. They had a great bar. At, they had a great night at the bar, you know? Killed it. It looks great for the pictures. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's like, a, it's a win-win for everyone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know? And you're supporting a small business. I don't think that, uh, you know, 50 to 60 people would completely fill <laughs> the plaza. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it is what it is. So, you know, I'm still out here trying, whatever. Yeah, what do you mean? Keep grinding. Yeah, exactly. It's all about grinding. So I had to ask, with the uh with the tape that you made with English and then Poison Sway, like how did these how did these things like kind of come about? That all branched out from WPRK. Word. As far as like the whole Oh yeah, I skipped past that. I skipped past like you starting at W. Well, we'll, we'll go yeah, back we've to W. Yeah, kind of just been like going or Yeah. yeah we're, we're, it's there. We're yeah. talking about it. We'll go back. We're to starting it. there. Yeah. But yeah, that all started with WPRK cuz when I was DJing there for a while, which I mean, we could just talk about WPRK right now cuz it's like a whole conundrum. It's like a chapter. F- yeah, cuz like my friend had a show on there for a while, Vinny. You probably he's a one of my friends, I don't know. But yeah, he had a show on there with our other friend, and they just like do reviews of Antiques Roadshow. So it's as far as you can tell, he didn't really care. Very niche. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really care. Like they'd literally just go on there and banter. Or they'd talk about like Antiques. Ro- like you can't even see. You're on the radio. You can't see the show. You're just talking about a show to the radio. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thinking about it in hindsight. So yeah, that was their kind of genius yeah, in its, its own respect. Like people called in, talked to him and shit. Like it was pretty funny. I I was always surprised that that worked out. But yeah, if you have people engaged, fuck it. So yeah, he was doing that for a while, and then he like, we would just ask him. Like Nick and I would ask him if we would, could come on and do like an hour session, play for an hour, and he'd always say yes because he's the homie. So. Which and is he obviously didn't give a different. fuck too. Yeah, yeah. obviously <laughs> didn't care because that's completely different than what he normally does. So we played there a couple times. Then finally, he was like, "You guys just want to start coming in for me instead." So I had never really uh, didn't give a fuck. No, yeah. So <laughs> for like a long, long period, I was just subbing for him and like the station manager and everyone. No one really knew who I was at all. I had never met them at for. The whole time I was there, it'd always just be, hey, you really need to come to a station meeting. Then I'd be like, yeah. And then never go to a station <laughs> meeting. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And then it was between when the station managers were switching. So, like, I think that also has to do why I was able to take over for, like, three 
almost four years. I was going to say, it was a minute, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he gave me the reins. And then, So how long do you think you were taking over for him before you officially... I never officially. Oh, like, oh, shit, damn. Yeah, it's very weird. They, they just never, they, they didn't care, I don't know. I was just hanging out, coming and playing. I knew the system. I knew how to do it. Cause that t- is so crazy. Yeah. So when he grandfathered me into it, he taught me everything, showed me how to run commercials. He's like, can you do commercials every top of the hour? You need to, you know, announce that this is WPRK 91.5, like the best in basement reggae. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to say everything, the whole spiel. So I just took the reins and Nick and I ran the show for a while and we'd do a back-to-back for like two hours or we'd split an hour and then go an hour, you know. And as time went on, Nick was kind of like, I don't know if I want to do it anymore. So then I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. So then I took over, and that's when I got back into that digging phase where I was trying to bring new music every two hours because once he left the show, we kind of switch. I tried to like switch it up because my music taste was also changing during that. Mm -hmm. It was like slowly like, getting more into like chill beats and like more like hip-hop and lo-fi and shit like that because around that era you know early on it was more of what we were talking about earlier like those shows like trap and shit like that that's what we'd play on the air gotcha fucking two hours of bangers you know what i'm saying i feel you and then like after he left i started to just take it my way new music every week i would do like a six hour seven hour dive on five hour dive on soundcloud dig 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 find a bunch of yeah, shit find a bunch of new shit try uh, I, only if it had the download link don't rip it off soundcloud unless you want to play some shitty ass 128p hell song. yeah preach man yeah, preach i'm sorry about that but you know if you're ripping from soundcloud and youtube and you're DJing. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> in my opinion, you know, I'm right there with yeah, you. Like, you, sh- you should be pl- supporting the artists and playing quality. Music. Agreed. Definitely agreed there. And I don't even DJ myself. And as a person who wants to hear this shit in the best quality possible, why would you do that shit yeah, to like yourself? Yeah, think about, I mean, if you know anything about music, like think about listening to something in mono and then listening to stereo. It's a complete difference. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're ripping... You're not doing any good to it. Nope. Yeah. You're so just hurting everything. Always search for songs with download links, so that made it twice as hard. That's why I'm digging for long as fuck, because I'm trying to make a new two-hour playlist with fucking songs that are only high quality. I feel that. So, yeah. So, for about two years, I had it by myself, and I was doing my own thing, and I uh, started to take it to another place, and I was like, I need to branch out and get more local with it and meet new people so i started doing a thing where i try and have a someone to either interview like a local business or something or to have a like a new artist to come and play an hour long set yeah i'd always open up with an hour set and then the second hour would be either you know like my friend joey at legacy vintage talk to him for an hour shouts to joey yeah or talk to fucking somebody else about something or have an hour guest set speaking mm. of he is absolutely smashing it with the vintage game right now still. yeah legacy vintage man i'm working there now so it's like, ah yeah, word yeah working i mean there. he's been killing it for a while he's been doing it for a long time if you but don't he, know who it is look up legacy vintage on he's smashing it etsy or on your phone on instagram those tie-dyes were crazy yeah those are nuts <sighs> he's doing good with 
Jesus, man. Yeah, Jesus. I'm a big tie-dye boy. And I was just like, I saw all those pictures, and I was like, I got to stop looking at this because this could be easy, just, you know, multiple pickups for, if, for me. If you're a tie-dye guy, um, I don't know what kind I'm wearing of, it right now. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. And I like uh, the print right now. is pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah. These are the homies out of Kissimmee, actually. Oh, true that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, my homie uh, that used to live here moved up to New York. I don't know. Find Sleep. If you haven't heard of that, you should look that up. If I will. Tired, I will write this down. He makes uh, custom designs and then does custom di- dyes with uh, small runs, like oh. twenty-four to like forty. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, we're definitely gonna talk after this. For yeah. Sure. So you said find sleep. Yeah, find sleep. You or can Google it. Find sleep tees, or you can find it on Instagram. But yeah, he does like crazy prints with custom. Hell yes. Dyes or fire. Hell yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm not here for no basic cookie cutter ass tie dye. No, yeah. I want the heady shit, bruh. It's fire. <laughs> it really is. Um but yeah, so WPRK for a couple of years and then I started doing that. So then I reached out to I just started going on SoundCloud and literally typing in Orlando and going through people and just finding random people from Orlando. And yeah, cuz I didn't like I was making music basically for myself. Like I wasn't in a scene or anything. I wasn't like going out to scenes and like doing beat battles. Cause that was the beat battle era. Like I've talked to people about it and like, there was like, you know, the beat battles at space bar and shit like that. And like, there was like a hip hop scene, like, but I don't know. I never was more introverted. I feel that. So I took my own outlet and I used it as a way to meet new people. So I went on SoundCloud, messaged a couple people. I think, the first people I messaged were like Metal Mouth, Valleys, and I want to say Alan, Native Feel. The homie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, going, having Valleys on, I think he was the first person. Sorry, I'm trying to think about it. But yeah, I think Valleys was the first guest I had for music. And then it went into the chicken and beer people. It was Metal Mouth. It was Anguish. It was Zoo. It was Beta. It was, you know, I I tried to get one of them in every week just to keep it fresh because it was always a different style of music. I also, my second hour was the hour when it switches to um, where you can say whatever you want on the Safe Harbor. Yeah, Safe Harbor. Sorry, I couldn't think of it. But yeah, where it switches to Safe Harbor. So it was good because my guest doesn't have to worry about anything. They don't have to curate, you know, really hardcore. So... Use that as an outlet, and then which from. is sick, by yeah. the way. I actually fucked up on a an interview I did way back on WPRK once, like when I first started the podcast with a friend of mine who was doing a show, mm-hmm. and he was on Safe Harbor hours, but I misunderstood because I know you're not supposed to actually. Like, yeah, the music can the music be can, but the but you host cannot. Yeah, you cannot curse. Yeah, yeah. I cursed. Yeah, <laughs> multiple times. I mean, it's I don't know. It was never. I also I don't I like I said I had never met with the station manager I had never signed any papers or anything you know <laughs> what I'm saying crazy so like me. I was just kind of like free balling like I was trying to follow the rules but if there's a couple curse words in the first hour I wouldn't like stress too hard about yeah. it yeah but that was also my cup of tea oh yeah different oh yeah yeah so yeah I mean after doing that the SoundCloud journey getting those people on the show through metal mouth and them like i i don't know i think i took them and 
I don't know if they booked me first or if I booked them first because I tried to host my own shows for a little bit because Joey was doing Legacy Vintage at Space Bar. So yes. I kind of had a tie in there. So I hosted Full Circle at Space Bar and um, Sandwich Bar. I went up Sandwich Bar. Gotcha. Yes. That was like one of my first events. I don't know if I had done a chicken and beer before that. But yeah, I booked them for that. And then I did another one. And then, you know, I booked a, like two more shows. It was always all local people. Like I never, I always tried to pay everyone if we had a door fee, shit like that, you know. And then from there, they got me on chicken and beer. And then like, you know. After Vibes started yeah, happening. Then like I got fired from WPRK basically. That's a whole story. Had some guests on. I won't say who. But someone went in the bathroom and rolled up some weed. And then the next, uh, the new uh, girl that was coming in after me, she was like a, doing politics and stuff. <sighs> so, yeah, she like smelled the weed and automatically was like, red flag, you know, Damn. station manager. Damn. Like, I don't think she had to know anything. Like, and then the station manager came in and was like, hey, yeah, uh, you still haven't even signed any of the forms. Like, <laughs> I, I think we're going to have to fire, like, not fire you, but, you know, like, you're, you, don't come in can't next do this, week. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't. You can't do this. If you want to sign up online and do the forums, you know, maybe we'll take you back. But then after that, I was like, all right, whatever. At that point, you'd already done it for four years. Yeah, I was. I had my fill, and then like the <laughs> yeah. next the next week, the lady after me called, and she's like, "Where are?" Or the lady before me called, and she's like, "You're late. Where are you?" And I was like, "I I'm not doing it anymore." She, they fired me basically. And she was like, "What?" <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't tell anyone. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> That's not on my plate anymore. Yeah, <laughs> see you later. Last time I'll talk to you probably. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, got into chicken and beer from there as I was getting let go of that. So I took that outlet and moved to another outlet, and, you know, New Road. It's so. interesting because my friend who had the show there, he actually got fired for a, a similar reason. Some Some smelly... Not smelly. There was a there was a beer can left uh, in a yes, trash can. Yes, that got found the the morning after. Uh huh. I see that. Yep. And yep. they went back, checked the cameras, and saw that there was a little drinking going. Little on. drinking going on during the show. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure, man. Yep. It happens. Yeah. You it know? is what it is. You yeah, know? It happens. You got your session. You got your time. Yeah. He had like a year or two with it. I think yeah. something like that. It's fun. Yeah. But, you know. But yeah. So. Moved on to chicken and beer, basically, and booking my own events. Mm. Kept making music throughout that, you know, religiously, basically. Because, I mean, I had, like, gotten not, I don't know. I don't know how to view it, but my father had passed away, so I inherited a house. So I was, you know, just saving a shit ton of money. And fucking my rent is utilities. And gotcha. Shit, you know what I'm saying? And I'm splitting it with my sister. So, like, I just, like, decided to really hone in and focus on music because I basically have this space to myself now. You know, it was... Now like, you have a little more freedom to, to yeah, create. It was like a curse and a blessing in, in I a feel sense. That. I wouldn't... I don't want to say it was a blessing, but, yeah, like, I'd fucking... I'd much rather have my dad anyway. But of course. Yeah, so... That happened. I'm making music like every fucking day, locking in, you know, trying to just I'm saving money. So that money that I'm saving, I'm investing into music stuff. I'm building my repertoire, like my 
my studio gear. The gadgets. Yeah, my gadgets and gadgets. The yeah. toys. Yeah, the the in my opinion, the stuff that makes music a lot more fun. Because when you have something in front of you, it's a lot better than clicking around on a laptop. Oh yeah, for and sure. My, that's w- kinda what started my like whole gear thing. I all just, those like, expensive toys. There there's a reason they're yeah, all so expensive, man. I had gotten tired of just fucking because I'd done I did the click thing for like three years, you know, like you can click on a computer and, you know, it's fun. Like I still have a good time doing the clicks now, but I'd rather be doing some taps on a piano or have a little drum machine or. Especially like what you were saying before as well. You like to continue evolving and not remain stagnant. So always, you know, progression. So, I mean, since I was taking that money and saving it and putting it into a different, another outlet, you know what I'm saying? Invest in your art. If you are, Saving money, you know, if you have some extra money to spend, don't go out to the club, you know, stay home, save up some extra money, buy something else. Yes. Buy something cool. Yes. Open, you know, it opens up a new outlet and it might make you try something new and do something different. That's like, as far as buying gear for me and shit like that, every time I buy something new, which isn't too often, I'm more of a like, I'm searching for deals that's how i get gear like if i'm gonna go to a store and try and buy something i'm gonna be like do you have the floor model can i get it for 30 instead of 20 percent off is that cool like and the most of the time they're like yeah you know uh, you know haggle too i don't mean to be that guy but try and get the best price gotta know how to work the system yeah so like everything that i have in that room is not everything is like hand me down from someone like my juno i bought from alan the core I got from fucking Craigslist from some dude that didn't know what it was. Word. Sold it for a good deal. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, fucking not a bad price. So the best come ups. <laughs> What's wrong with it? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just trying to get rid of it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Sure. Yeah. Are, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Search, man. There's so many different things to buy. I've good. been told, I don't know if you've uh, done, if you've frequented this. Have you looked at like the pawn shops around full sale? Um, I. I do, but as far as, like, I don't frequent. Like, I got my headphones from there, like, you gotcha. know what I'm saying? Because they have, if, like he's saying, the pawn shop's around full sale. If you, you know, the, everyone usually has headphones before they go to full sale, and they provide you with headphones when you go there, so they usually just pawn them. Yes. If you want a brand new pair of headphones for cheap, yep. you know, go over there, and they're professional grade. It's full sales. It was like that with a couple a couple things over there, yeah, especially because the turnover rate over there is so high, too. Yeah. A lot of kids get their equipment, and then they're just like, oh, well, fuck this shit. I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm just going to pawn my shit that I barely even used and go on with my life. I don't know if they still do the MacBook thing, but I know they used to do that. I think they still do the MacBook thing. Yeah, so if you need a new MacBook, you might be able to get one for a good price Potentially, out there. yes. Yeah, potentially. But, yeah, so... Building my studio, building gear, you know, locked in because I had that opportunity, you know. So basically, I would like just try and fucking be in that room all time, experiment, have some friends over, you know, spring some fresh light and see what happens. Yeah. And like I was working with, I work with like a good amount of, I don't want to say a good amount of people. Like I work with Nick and that's like house. And then I work with my friend Vinny and that's like, experimental beats i'd say i can show you some of the shit after and then i work with english in them and it's like 
chill instrumentals. Yeah, yep. like so as like every time I get in the studio, it's I try and base it off the mood and what the situation is. I feel that. Yeah. So locked in for a long time, threw some shows, worked with Chicken and Beer. So now I play with them. Now I'm fucking thinking about throwing some more shows. I don't know yet. I'm just going to figure it out, see what's up. If I can get the whole all local thing going on again, see if it'll potentially get everyone some money. I support this. Yeah, Yeah. I support this. Because it's been a minute since, like, there's not, there's a good amount of all local shows going on, but. I don't know. I don't go out, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, <laughs> there's Honestly. a lot of shit going on, but I guess I'm missing it. So <laughs> yeah, I'd be a homebody too, man. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, certain things make it seem like I'm out all the time, but I'm definitely not. Yeah, I mean you, you were there during the phase, so I mean you should be trying to chill a little more now. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I'm old, man. <laughs> to go out a lot. So. I'm old. It's uh. They, you know, I need my beauty sleep. Yeah, I need to be in bed at a, a reasonable time. I mean, I can't, I can't sleep. That's me though. It's all. I mean, I've been doing better lately, but I went through a phase where it was just like no fuck. sleep. I don't know. I just, I think it's because caffeine is like super hardcore on me. Really? Yeah, but I mean, I still drink it because I focus and I work harder. Ah, uh, okay. So it's like you know how people are with Adderall and stuff like that. Like I've never done Adderall just because like I already know. Oh, I'm it's probably insanity. gonna be bugging if I'm on Adderall. I like, feel you there. I'm on caffeine. I'm already like. Click, 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 Wait, so do you drink like, caffeine often then? Yeah, because I stay up all night. That's and crazy. Keep working. Yeah, I mean, I try. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to fucking. So even though you drink it often, it doesn't have like a, like a. I don't know. Um, what what am I trying to say there? I feel like okay. So here here's what I was trying to get at because. Caffeine affects me like crazy like that too, yeah. but it's because I don't drink it all the time. So you're saying you feel so sluggish when, because you're not drinking caffeine? No, or? no. Just whenever I do drink caffeine, oh, then I get crazy fucking wired. Yeah, yeah because I'm never intaking caffeine. Okay. So I was thinking like, why wouldn't it like kind yeah. of like mellow out or like hit a, a plateau? A tolerance base. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's crazy think it's just because i don't know i'm not meant for it but i do it just because <laughs> i'm trying to work hard trying to fucking without any like you know actual drugs or anything i feel that like, yeah you know, i'm trying to just fucking little natural booster damn son yeah you fucking with the melatonin at all i did for a while and it worked out but i don't i mean i'm i don't know I'm trying to sleep later when i'm Making some money off this or something. <laughs> yeah. Or if, you know, maybe it doesn't work out, then I'll be sleeping. We'll too. get some sleep yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> I feel but that as shit. As far as now, keep grinding. Keep I definitely feel that, man, because it's when I really started putting like 100% of energy into the podcast, that's when my sleep schedule started getting fucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. 100%. Like once I got that that room to myself that's when my sleep like my sleep schedule is just like oh i can imagine that yeah because then you know like i have a whole room no parents um i can you know i could have the speakers up loud my sister basically wasn't even staying there because she had a boyfriend so it's just like me and my girlfriend music rooms over here 
master bedroom's all the way over here. I can be pretty loud. Dope. I can have the homies <laughs> over. I can work till fucking 4 a.m. That's the neighbors aren't sick. complaining. Yeah. I'm surprised the neighbors never did complain, but I'm pretty sure they hated me. So. Do you put any soundproofing in there at all? No. <laughs> 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 um, I, I don't know, man. Very, like technical stuff. I don't know. I'm sure everyone will be like, oh. Hey, yeah. you can see the amount of soundproofing I've got going on in here. Yeah. I mean, not like I really need it, but. No, I mean, you know. it could definitely, you know, it'll, yeah, it makes it sound better. It could utilize some soundproofing, but yeah. come on, who fucking cares? But I mean, I was mostly, like, proofing is like, I don't know. In my opinion, I didn't, like, I wasn't recording vocals and shit, which is, like, where it's most important, but yes. it's also important because you're supposed to know your room and the fucking headspace and shit like that. And you blah, get, blah, you're blah. Hearing, yeah, you're hearing <laughs> your room different when it's not dry and stuff yeah. like that, but I don't know. I mean, a lot of people that made music back then didn't have proofing in their house. Big facts. A lot facts. of people that make music now that are popular don't have proof. Well, they do after they make the money, but... When they were making it early on? No. Nope. Yeah. They were just working. And it still hits just as well. Yeah. Like people aren't going to give, they're, they're not going to care. They're still going to like it regardless. Yeah. That's like engineer stuff. Like once you, like maybe some guy like out in, you know, like some dude that's audio tech is going to like care and be like, oh, what's, what's all that headspace? What? What is this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's like the normal person is never going to hear that. The normal person, as long as the finished product is good enough they'll like it agreed yeah i gotta say man the poison suede shit it is very vibing yeah we're trying to switch it up man do something different i mean i don't know as far as like working with them like working with vocalists i had never really done before i don't i don't know i'd never like i don't have like rapper friends or anything like when i was making beats it was just me and the homies making beats None of the dudes. Making music all day. Yeah, yep. nobody wanted to rap, which is cool with me. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. Yeah, so it's good. It's a new level of progression for you. Yeah, so right now I fucking i am trying to learn how to do all this mic shit. Like I am. I've definitely progressed a lot since the beginning of the album and our recordings are way cleaner and shit. So it's like I'm constantly, like we said earlier, like, trying to gain and get better shit so like Word. i mean i overanalyze everything that's me like if my my final product you know i've been working on some songs for like two years or some shit like stuff like that i'll hear it and i'll be like oh god fuck this why and like change everything <laughs> yeah because there's like that couple good things in there you know what i'm saying if you make music usually if you you clutter it up sometimes and then you take some stuff out and you're like oh it sounds pretty good completely different vibe going on or you know that's that was the original idea what happened you know so i can definitely understand that yeah so like with the vocals and stuff working with poison suede has been a new experience i'm trying to get it down because i'd like to work with more people on vocal albums and stuff that are cool because yes <laughs> i really you know english rudo and leonard cool guys great guys so yes that's why I also like working with them. It's good to work with people you like. I've stressed this to people I work with. If you don't like who you're working with and you're not enjoying it, why are you working with them? It's going to bleed through to the product. Yeah, or you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's not going to help you out. No, you're it'll sow. You're, you're, yeah. yeah, you're going to sow seeds of bad content within yourself. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I mean, I enjoy working with them. We have fun every time. 
it was a good recording experience. Now I'm a final product. Like, see, and that's what's up too, because it's like, you know, everybody hopes that shit hits it at the end of the day, or no, not not at the end. Excuse me. Everybody hopes that shit is gonna hit, but at the end of the day, it's about having fun and doing shit with your friends and doing shit that you want to do for yourself. So as long as that is achieved at the end of the day, everything else doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I I would hope when you're working with someone, you're enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> think about it. You know what I'm saying? If it's for, I don't know. So yeah, man, working with them has been fun. I had, I mean, working with Angus before on Orange Shade, that was cool. I had a good time during that. And like, it's all cool because we're working with other people and we're building like a different persona between all four of us together. We're all coming together to make this cool final product. And it wasn't like unnatural. Like we were all, we would come over and work and like then it sparked something. It wasn't like, hey, I made this beat. Do you want to rap on it? You know what I'm saying? Word. No, English and I would lock in. Lynn and Ruta would be there and they'd write while we're making the music. Word. So every beat on there, we were all together. See, and that's how it should be done, though. Yeah. For sure. I mean, that's how you get a vibe and you get, like, actual... Because, like, the emotions of the producer are reflecting the emotions of the writing and stuff. Like, and, like, I think if you're all working together in the same room, you're all most likely on the same vibe. Exactly. I mean, how else are you really supposed to give somebody some type of constructive criticism via email or something when you just get a beat from... Like, it does... It's a whole different idea as to that yeah. as opposed to being there with the person. You can bounce ideas off of each other and feel each other out and yeah. feel the vibe. And everyone works together, you know. If he doesn't like this, we take out that. If we like that hook, we say work with that. You know exactly. what I'm saying? We're all in it together. It was no there was no process that we weren't all together. That's what's up. Yeah. Cohesion. Yeah. It was tight. It was good. Hell yeah. And now we're finishing it up. It's going to take a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to try and mix it all this next week because it's kind of crunch time. It's been a bit. We've been working on this for like a year, almost. Goddamn. It's not that long, though. (laughs) Like, if you think about, like, artists that are putting out artwork, like, music that's art, you know what I'm saying? Like, these some of these people are taking four years off five years off like that's very true working hard you know i get people can shit out albums all the time everyone can shit out a bunch of music well if you make music you could probably shit out some music but, but there's only so many like james blakes and yeah like shit there's a reason they take time because they're fucking thinking about it they're like yep i don't it's this song doesn't resonate with me that song's two years old requires you know? many yeah. many rough drafts yes and many many of those rough drafts ending up on the cutting room floor yeah a lot of work man i mean it i don't know if you're not making a shit ton of music I don't know. I hope you're having fun. Because <laughs> I, I get tired fast. That's me, though. I, I make certain genres, and I'll get tired of it, and then switch to something else, and then work on that real hard. And then fucking right now, like, I'm in, like, since we're in the middle of moving, because I sold that house that I told you about earlier. Yes. Yeah, so now we're living with my girlfriend's parents for a little bit while she can save up some money. And then we're going to get our own place. But at right now, I ha- basically all my studios in storage. I just have a rack, a mic, and a MIDI keyboard and 
drum machine. Oh, it feels you. Yeah, so right now I'm trying to focus on just mixing and shit, which is like awesome because I'm going back to older mixes. I'm like, oh, God, this is trash. <laughs> and like the stereo space is just enhancing real fast just because I already know all these small things and like what should be this. What That's what's up, that? though. So you're still op- or you're still occupying your time with something to work on. Yes, I'm, al- I'm always trying to. I'm always trying to learn something new and get, elevate. Yeah, get my shit sounding better. Fucking, why does this song sound so low? Come on, EQ. Ryan. That's the same shit with this podcast shit, man. It's yeah. like people don't think about that, but uh, something I've started doing also within the past year is just listening to other podcasts about how to make your podcast better in every way. Like just little little things that you don't think about that can. Make in- a huge difference. Infinitely help out much yeah. better, yes. And that's the same thing with music. You find out one thing, and then you can go back. Well, I mean, as far as you, you can't go back and change your old podcast. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yours, that's finished product. But as far as like learning something new, I can go back to a song that I made like a year ago and be like, okay, I like these elements still, but I'm going to change some shit. And fucking, you know, now it sounds way cleaner, and it's punchy, and it sounds nice. Like Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Hell yes. Well, I think we're getting to that time of the day where we're going to uh, start wrapping up with a little heat of the week. Yeah. And then we can make moves and enjoy the rest of our beautiful Sunday. Yeah, it's a nice Sunday. Uh, I think sure. the yeah, I think the sun is probably getting close to going down now. So, you know, got to enjoy the the last little bit before the uh, before the sunset <laughs> that I can see ever so well from downtown Orlando. <laughs> not sarcastic at all <laughs> <laughs> so yeah let's uh let's go on ahead and uh get into this heat of the week nonsense to hear the trap house heat of the week Shouts to King Carlo on the beat, as always. Gotta love that, man. Thank you, King Carlo, for providing all the Heat of the Week instrumentals, as always. Gotta give you a little love and shout-out to my homie. Check his shit out if you have not already. You're about to hear Yes. First up, Heat of the Week. We've got uh, an incarcerated rapper, actually. Uh, 03 Greedo just okay. dropped a little album. They, I actually watched this documentary that they put out, like the making of this shit. Like Is that the one with Kenny Beats? Kenny Beats, yeah. yeah. I think I watched part of that too. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, he got his sentence and all that shit and he had a set amount of time to work on it before he got into, before he went into prison. So he's like, you know what? I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking put in work before I got to crunch time. Do 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a, Fair amount of uh, time there. Fair amount of time. Anyway, so name of the so- or the name of the album is Netflix and Deal, which is, you know, just trap trap worthy stuff right there. Yep. <laughs> name of the song we're listening to today is called Maria, and you can feel free to comment and say anything you'd like during this as well. Okay. Cool. All right. Trying to pull up in the with a feeder. 
I like the random Italian oh, ad libs. <laughs> Paisano. Can he beat Taz? He really does, man. Like, it's. A, it could be undeniable at this point. Back to that era, man. Loud Pack. He yes. was there. Yes. He was there, and look at him now. And it's the, that's an interesting thing, like. Not like a lot of people that fuck no with him with that. all of the rapper shit. No one knows that he was yeah. doing that shit. Barely anyone knows that shit. Because, I mean, that's only people that you and me that have were, gone yes. that and know who Loud Pack are. Know that culture. Yeah, exactly. Mans was, Mans was out there getting it. If, yeah, he's been working for a good t- 10 years or something. And it was like a... An, and, it just makes sense too, just because from Loud Pack's music, you know, in that era, it's such a simple transition into what he's doing now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Trap back then was basically beats now. Yep. Like it's where where we are now and what people are rapping over is what trap was back then. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Just a little different. Which is what drew me in originally to all that shit. I was yeah. like, man, ain't nothing sounding like this. This shit is hard. Definitely, man. Hard. But yeah, Kenny Beats is a he's definitely been doing his thing. Like he can make pretty much anybody sound good on his shit. <laughs> yeah, for real. Which is uh which is uh you know it's a, not a not a terrible trait to have as a producer. No, it's a great thing to have. But yeah, Netflix and Deal, name of the album, name of the song is Maria. O3 Greedo, you know, I wish you all the luck on your prison bid, my friend. You know, free Greedo, all that good stuff. For sure. Name of the album is Netflix and Deal, O3 Greedo, Kenny Beats, check it out. Yes, yes, yes. Next up, Heat of the Week. We've got some local shit, actually. Trap House alumnus as well, might I say. You know, a little a minor flex on my own part. <laughs> Not really. Anyway, shouts out to the girl Eliana. She just dropped a new single with GFL Paul. Name of the song is called Our Women. And, uh, you know, some some vibes for your Sunday. After the trap heavy O3 yeah. Greedo. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, if you knew what you do to me. Oh, yeah, this is fire. Yep. Yeah. You were here, love, as a symphony. Since I've been with you, it's all I need. All I need. I was in the dirt, and you watered my love, nurture my Said I'd be rich by 22, but I can't manage it. You're the one that wakes me up against forces that keep me in bed. A cup of nights you and watch you unzip your sundress. Sunday morning service, we ain't been in a while. Too busy making baby business, child. Still, me when I was. I definitely like the funkier fucking vibe she's going on. Yeah, this is tight. She had this EP that came out a little while ago called Psychedelic Sunshine, mm-hmm. and it's like a little, a little funky as well. And I think she's like really. She's really going along that route now. It's, I, in my opinion, I'd rather have people dancing at my shows than going hard. Or Hell so this yes! This is like the vibe. And this is a good low-tempo dance. This is a good... This is something, you can, this right something you can hold your baby to. Uh, yeah, you know? basically, yeah. It's, uh, I know the, the conversation has been popular recently about like when is all the... Or like When is like real R&B going to come back and all that shit? Yeah. I feel that. I definitely feel that though, man. Like I feel like everyone's got their own niche scene though. Like there's a bunch of R and B out there, it's just not what's popular. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it will come back, but 
we need the youth to change that. Yes. Because right now, a lot of music taste is from a 13-year-old kid with a laptop. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Clicking those five stars. That's yep. where it comes into play. Exactly. We're curated by 13-year-olds because they're the ones that are that are willing to leave a review. They're the ones engaging. Yeah, yeah. man. Sadly, that is what it is. Yeah, no. It's Everything has its, uh, its run. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly. the internet, man. Peaks and valleys. It's changing everyone's lives. Oh, yeah. But yeah, shouts out to Eliana. She's smashing on this one. Yeah, this is a good one. It's fire. Very fire. Yes. Name of the song is Our Women. And I know she had a, a pretty successful successful performance at the Super Music Festival as well. Oh, nice. Did so you go to that? I did not, actually. I wasn't able to catch that either. I was uh, potentially, potentially just here watching movies. Yeah. Honestly. I feel that. Honestly, I was on a John Wick marathon. Out, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's if we're being completely honest, I was on a John Wick marathon. I know exactly what I was doing that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was booed up. I, I had my hand on some booty. I was watching John Wick. You know, it's like, you know, it's come on. You can't leave that. Come on. It, was, it could have been raining at the time, too. So I was just like, you know, we're going to stay inside. But, you know, shouts out to everybody that performed at the Super Music Festival that I did not go to. Love you guys. Yeah, it looked like fun. <laughs> yes, it did. It did look like a lot of fun that I did not participate in. Yeah. Anyways, Action Bronson is next on the Heat of the Week. Just dropped a new album with, I mean, the god, the legend, Alchemist. I mean, it's, I mean, come on. It's if you don't know anything about Alchemist, you know, please do yourself a favor and go back into this man's extensive discography. Yes. Of music. It's very big. It's it's a big one. It's a big one indeed. Name of the album is Lamb Over Rice, and it's you know just Alchemist doing his thing as per usual, and action just being action. <laughs> there's, there's, I don't think there's any other way to describe Action Bronson except that. That's, Definitely. You know, just him doing his fucking thing. Name of the song we're gonna listen to today is the intro track, Dimitri. Oh yes. Knock knock it out the blocks, Bronson. Oof. Knock knock it out the blocks, Bronson. Yeesh. Yeah. Uh. Knock knock it out the blocks, Bronson. Bitch, I'm a superhero. I wasn't born with a Nero. Somehow I turned into the Nero. Just give me one shot at the lead role. You'll be amazed like the first time you seen snow down in Georgia on the beach road. Yes. There's no ad libs. No backing track. Yes. One track. I'm fucking with this. I'm saying, man. Yeah, this is clean. This is no fun. Never low funds, man. Fucking crazy. Uh, you must be out your mind. Back with a vengeance. Black Mac looking like Janet with extensions. I'm back on the bench presses. Put the Audi in a red dress. Make ten less. I lost 50 on the mess. I'm a mess. I'll actually be right back because it looks like Beta, my roommate, is at the door and forgot his keys. Skull on my skull, hanging from a snake's mouth, coming out of pyramid. Now I'm at the stage. 
going in on that shit too, man. You already know. Yeah, shouts to Action. Shouts to Alchemist. Sheesh. Classics. Classics out here. Good simple shit right here. That's what's up, though. I'm saying. Not overproduced, not underproduced. Gotta take it back. Yes. Gotta take it back to that. But yeah, name of the album is Lamb Over Rice. Name of the song is Dimitri. I think it's actually... I don't know. Because there's no second I there. So I'm not sure. I think it's, I mean, it's spelled DMT Re. So I don't know if it's pronounced Dimitri or if it's pronounced DMT Re. Or, you know, I'm just going to keep saying Dimitri, but. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I have for Heat of the Week today. And that's all, really all I have for the podcast. My friend, Jay, I want to thank you for coming in. Of course, man. Thank you for having me. No it's worries. First time. Good run. Indeed. 290. Yeah, yeah. Fucking out here, man. Yeah. Jesus. Ready for the 300. It's crazy to think about that. Yeah, for real. It is crazy to think about that. How long have you been? It'll be four years in January. Grinding. Yes. Yes, sir. That's, Just, that's all I can do. I've finally reached the point now, because I used to do two episodes a week, mm-hmm. and that with like a 50, 60-hour full-time job as well. So it's like, you know, this is finally at three and a half years. This is finally the point where I was like, you know what? I can cut back and just do like an episode a week after yeah. I think I've established myself. Definitely. <laughs> Two a week with a 60 hour. That's toughy. Yeah. For three and a half, three and a half years. Yeah. Jeez. But it's like nobody else was doing that shit in Orlando. I See, that's what I was going to say. You're way ahead of the curve, bro. Nobody else was doing because two episodes a week or like any of that shit, so I it's mean, like... as far as, like, podcasts, too, four years ago. I feel like podcasts started popping super hard car, like, two years ago. You're ahead of the curve. Ahead of the I'll curve. take it. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I appreciate the, the kind sentiments, sir. Yeah, of course. But, uh, yeah, please, once again, one last time, let the people know where to find your content, all that good stuff. Jay Taylor, Once again, thank Jay Taylor for coming in. Thank you for uh, much appreciated. You can find me personally on Twitter at the Steez Trap and on Instagram at the Steez Trap. With all that good shit aside, we are done for today. Thank you all for listening. Take Thanks. care. Take care of each other. Much peace and love, y'all.